Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody, welcome to episode 234 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Mike, the Red Wings did not get the first overall pick. It's boring, ho-hum. Just so happens that the team that's hosting the NHL draft this year, and it's going to have fans in attendance, also got the first pick, so... It's good for the NHL to know they're going to have a nice rowdy party uh, come NHL ah. draft. You, you take from that whatever you like. Um, <clears throat> maybe you weren't aware of it, and now you'd like to be angry. I know. I know what I would like to take. I'd like to take this time to officially submit a request for the Red Wings to start hosting more drafts. Ooh. Well, <clears throat> I don't know. I think as sporting events go they're gonna give the the nfl draft to detroit so there it'll be quite a, it'll be a few decades before we get anything so that's a little trial again. run for the big guns we, uh, <laughs> let the when NHL the fans game. come home to the nhl draft to see who their team drafts that's right <laughs> literally dozens of folks have showed up from across i don't know canada Many people lost, uh, stumbling their way inside, just <laughs> trying to find a little shelter. Uh, when, when you're deciding that as, like, as an event manager, right, for the NHL, right? So yes. you are you just always leaning towards Canada? Or are you like, you know what, we could probably, if Arizona had an arena, <laughs> you could, you know, like, pick Arizona. Right. And and just kind of cross your fingers. Or do you, do you kind of look at like a timetable like five years out? Well, this, this team's still going to suck. So maybe we can line this up. Right. Is that you think there's any element of that or is it just. I mean, clearly with Montreal, they're just. They're picking a they're, they're picking a city. They know there's a ton of stuff that gets sold all the time. So they. They don't have to. They're not taking too big a risk here. They didn't have to hope that a first pick was going to be in the cards for the Canadians. 
Um, um, well, let me ask you this, Matt, because uh, yeah. I, I still haven't seen it. I've only seen the results of the lottery. Um, I haven't actually seen the ping pong balls be pulled by some NHL representative. No, no. We, it's still behind closed it. doors. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like for everybody's sake, they're, they're, it should be public. I don't understand why it's behind closed doors all the time. Uh, Matt, if you were to put on your 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 devil's advocate hat, uh, what is the benefit of doing this in secret? And it could be something like the logistics of it, um, where I don't know if it's like there's like ten thousand balls in there, and then like once your team is already picked at like ten or nine, then they got a oh man, we got another Red Wing one at eight. Okay, get all these Red Wing balls out of there. So I don't know if it's like the that kind of logistics or they, you know, are lying about the results. Um, Matt, devil's advocate hat, why is this still not public? Um, I know they do like this weird thing of like it it uh, happens with like three different polls of like they, they do three different draws, right, uh, to figure out what's going to happen. Um and then they also have like these codes that break everything down. So I don't, I don't think it like pops out and you get to see like the New York Rangers logo or the Detroit Red Wings logo, like pop up in there. I think it comes up with like a code and then they break down the code and it's for all these, I don't know, different ways of keeping it secret. I mean, they have Ernst and Young is the, uh, an accounting firm. Um, and then they have like um, SAP doing it before. So they get like these accounting firms, uh, the same same way that that like the Oscars calculate uh, who who won an Academy Award, and everything's held tight and secret and coded and uh, under some sort of lockdown, if I may. Um, you know, just it just seems like there's a lot of precaution that they're maybe maybe it is a lot of show, but there's a lot of precaution being taken, and there's a lot of confusion in regards to like what what would you actually be looking at happen if if they did their draft lottery poll like in front of you. So to to play devil's advocate, uh, they would probably tell you they're saving you from a, a boring. I don't know maybe like 15 minutes right to do all this to do the ping pong balls three times and then figure out which team was which ping pong ball like probably probably 15 minutes total is my guess um if it took any longer than 15 minutes then i then i'd be calling i'd be calling bullshit that that <laughs> that sounds fishy but yeah right. i uh, I don't know if I can make anything else up at this point. I, I think that's as <laughs> devil's advocate as I can get. But that does imply, if I'm playing devil's advocate, that does imply that I absolutely think there's a conspiracy going on and uh, the number one pick is most definitely uh, a, 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 a major benefit to the NHL and to its future. I think what's funny is um, I, I, I can totally see where somebody in a room would be like, you know, to keep the integrity of which, you know, balls we're pulling, um, you know, there, there is a system, right? It doesn't show the Red Wing logo. But I think that actually makes me want to see it even more. Like, 
kind of like it's almost like Cold War footage. Um, or uh, what was that Benedict Cumberbatch movie where he was cracking codes? Um, Imitation Game. Like uh, I, I would almost want to see Doctor that. Strange. No, not that one. The Multiverse of. No, thank you, Matt. Dog Finger. Uh, Imitation Game. Uh, like I would want to watch that. And I, I don't know if they think that it wouldn't be good TV, but I think it would be captivating TV with a lot of drama as we see. The only comparison I could think of, like, pop culture-wise, is when they had Employee of the Month on The Office, and Dwight had a system for Jim to use to keep the integrity of the voting. Um, but unfortunately, it ended up being, a, you know, a, an evil plot to take Jim down. Um, and well, I mean, here... Here's, like, did you see Bill Daly call out these names? No. I mean, you're talking about Benedict Cumberbatch, who is a fantastic actor, telling you a story. And, of course, they've dramatized it, so you're getting to skip a lot of the boring parts. But Bill Daly has three teams left, and he looks in the camera, doesn't smile, and just, like, his, his improv like, hope of, you know, like, 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 good luck was just, like, I wish... The three of these teams, the best of luck. And then he st and then he started reading who, who number three was, and then number one, number two. I mean, it was just like, yeah, uh, <laughs> I get what you're saying. I think I think with these guys with their dry delivery, I think if if everything is on the up and up, I think they are saving us from something because even if you watch this rigmarole of all these different polls and the coding, you like I watched that a couple years ago when we ended up getting the number four spot and the Rangers got number one and I couldn't stop fighting that it was all baloney and uh, you know, conspiracy theory against us uh, or, or maybe more or less just like for those markets like the New York's and, you know, now we're going to say, well, of course the Montreal's are going to get the first pick, not Detroit, um, which is a pretty good market for the NHL. It just always confuses me why we get uh, treated like this. But anyway, Mike, we got a bunch of comments. We got to start shouting out Charlie. First one in the comments was talking about uh, Arizona could host uh, Medieval Times or something instead of hosting the NHL draft lottery, as we <laughs> talked about earlier. Uh, Tristan coming in. He's already ready to draft. He's, he's ready for draft talk. Brad Lambert is the guy, as we've talked about from early in the season. Of course, uh, he ha he's had trouble throughout the year. Uh, trying to find a team that'll give him ice time, and uh, as he continues to go along, he's he's found some struggles. Um, you want to find a guy that knows how to do the basics and can skate? That's your man. Um, from what I've seen, there there are some some struggles with his decision making. There's some struggles with um, there's uh, how do we want to put this? Um, I mean, if, if he wants to set up in his spot and get a shot, uh, he'll be there. He'll take it. He'll get a good shot off. Um, he'll set up, too. Uh, he'll make those plays when he gets open space. But if he is challenged by a defender, he's had some trouble, and that's why the ice time hasn't been coming. So, Tristan, um, we want to take a deep dive on Brad. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. We could take a look at the, the kinds of things that I'm talking about. I loved Brad at the beginning of the year, and I I will just say I think there's good reason that he's fallen down the draft board. But that doesn't mean I don't want him. Just throwing that out there, um, that his skating is elite. He is an elite skater. He has amazing strides. 
He no, he takes advantage of every bit of motion in his body. But we're getting too deep on one guy. That's not where we wanted to take this conversation. But Tristan, I'm glad you're coming in hot with who you want. Um, I like it. Um, nothing wrong. Everybody throw out who you want. We, we know it's the eighth overall pick. So just uh, take a look at those draft boards and tell me what, what you're thinking. Now, Jared wants to know. Mike, here we go. Let's take Jared's question here and run with it. <clears throat> Unless you had something else you wanted to say about Brad. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, that's what we're going to be doing, right, is uh, trying to find the second best center. Um, because it, number one is probably going to be Shane. Um, so we're going to be, you know, probably debating and, you know, try to break down some tape of, um, you know, the Coolies, the Lamberts, the Savoys. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I mean, the, we'll, we'll, we'll go through these names, uh, but that's what this game's going to be. And it's whether or not Iserman can, um, you know, yet again, uh, kind of get a crappy hand and still find a way to, you know, win at poker. So uh, he's, he's got the resume. He's already done it before, but God dang it. I just wish he could get one good hand um, out of the gate. But yeah, hit, hit, hit me with that question comment. What do you got? Uh, Jared wants to know, does, I, I want, I want to take this from two different angles. Does Iserman trade the eight? Yeah, you do. Or a player? Um, I'm going to say no. Um, I, I do think that he's still going to want to try and find some more center prospects. Um, you know, especially at the top of the draft. Um, cause I think he likes club control guys. I think he wants cheap guys. Um, and I, unless it's some offer you're getting, you're really getting blown away with. I, 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 I would be stunned if, if Eiserman did that. He, he hasn't quite shown that he wants to, um, you know, move first round picks like that. Um, if anything, he, he will probably be a weirdo in, in this draft, you know, people are like, ah, oh, this one's okay, but just wait till 2023. I actually would be surprised if Eiserman picked up another 2022 draft pick um, in some way, some fashion. I I was going to answer this, you know, in, in a couple different ways where it's kind of like, uh, does he? No. Is it a bad move? I don't think it is. I, I think it's something where you, you, you are asking yourself, do you want to hit the fast forward button on if the right move comes along, do you want to hit the fast forward button on this timeline for the rebuild? I, I think by Eiserman's own words, I mean, he keeps telling us how much more patient he is <laughs> than we are and, and how much more patient he can be compared to us. So based on that, him throwing that out there, based on him continuing to throw out there, he wants to build through the draft um, when, when he gives us nothing for what the Iser plan actually is. Sorry, I got a lot of mucus. This is going to be pretty gross. Oh, we could hear it. Yeah, thanks, man. But yeah, I mean, long story short, we don't know what the Iser plan is, but what he tells us is that he wants to build through the draft. So that's our one thing. So does that mean you're not building through the draft if you're trading draft picks? I think that's... That's still an element of using the draft to build because you're you have value to these picks and you could sell that. So I think if if you're getting more value um, with those draft picks, like you want to maximize as much as possible. 
And if Steve looks at what's going on and sees too many question marks, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he sees too many question marks on this list of prospects that's coming out, uh, but sees more value, even if maybe he's taking a step down for like what the ceiling could be for one of these guys, takes a step down, gets something more sure and lines up a top six center that maybe won't be the best center in the league at any point of his, of his career, maybe never, you know, hits that ceiling um, or just has a lower ceiling. Uh, but if he could find that, I think he'd go after it. I just don't know. I don't know if you're getting a sure enough thing at the eighth spot that teams would take that bite right now. So I think the, maybe the reality of the what most... the spot looks like right now is probably going to hurt that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it's as sexy and exciting as it would be to trade. The most value is probably going to be for Steve to keep it and draft a center. Because ideally, what would we be doing? We'd be trading it for, like you said, a top six center. Um, so that would mean that the team we're trading with is so cash strapped that they're willing to give up a top six piece at a position of need uh, to you know, hope they can find a developmental center and set themselves back like two or three years. Um, so, I mean, that's a, that's a very niche situation where there's a cap strap team with a top six talent willing to take a look at the same prospects that we're looking at and say, yep, there's our next one right there. Uh, also, we're willing to, um, you know, go into more of a rebuild right now. Um, so Steve, here you go. Enjoy winning right now. Um, so I think that's what makes the, the trade of that pick unlikely uh, because of what we'd be trying to get and, you know, what that other team would then have to do at number eight. Yeah, and I, th I, I, uh, I agree with that. Um, we do have potential here now, uh, like later on here in the comments, uh, Jared threw out there PLD. You know, PLD... Of course, our Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's, he was brought up a year ago and he was getting moved um, going from Columbus to Winnipeg. Uh, had, a, had a pretty good start, I feel like, to, to the point where we were like kind of kicking ourselves that we didn't ask Steve to go deeper into the Pierre-Luc Dubois game. Um, oh, my man, he's an RFA heading into the summer. Uh, it, we, we would have an opportunity to play this game here to maybe get some rights. I don't think, I don't think I'm willing to move a first round pick for rights. Uh, but this guy like solid numbers, right? I mean, if, if we kind of jump back here, half point per game a uh, year before 60 points in 81 games this year for Winnipeg uh it's 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 pretty nice and then uh i also wanted to bring up too we love our we love our j fresh stuff and we're talking about a center again um so this is kind of crossing off one of those needs uh but as we pull up uh this chart here from j fresh uh mike we're looking at a 73 percent war um and that's coming from maybe a little bit of a dip when he is switching from Columbus to Winnipeg, as you can see in the top right corner of his war percentile ranks. Takes a dip around 50%, but if you look at 1920 and 21-22, of course, this season, uh, he is closer to the 80% projected war. And a guy whose even strength offense is in uh, the top 
10% of the league. Power plays very effective uh, for anybody who's not watching on, on YouTube, listening to the podcast. He's, his power play ranking is 85th percentile, so he's in the top 15% of the league. And um, you know what? Maybe you could make the argument, too. He didn't blow anybody's socks off with his numbers this year, so uh, probably that next contract uh, could be affordable. Um. So now, a nice show. little call out there by by Jared. It's something to keep in mind that could probably open up if if you're going to attack uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, and I mean attack you know <laughs> him as a restricted free agent, attack those possibilities. Uh, could open things up on the draft side uh, if you knew that was something that was going to work out for you. You don't necessarily have to uh, focus so much on the center position. Twenty three years old, Mike. It's pretty juicy. So I guess let me pose the question then to the people. Um, so if you're looking at this Red Wing roster currently, you got uh, Verano, you got Bertuzzi, um, you got Lucas, Raymond. Um, ooh, I guess I'll throw Fabry in there. Um, do you feel like those are wings you're care like? Is that a spot that you really want to upgrade? <clears throat> and would you be willing to throw number eight out for? Um, I think the situation with him being an RFA makes that almost like it. I I would vomit pretty hard if uh, we lost our first round pick to get <laughs> to pull in an RFA. I I think that this is. Uh, uh oh, somebody else is jumping in here. Hey, Brian, get out of here! Damn it, Brian! All right, well, we don't care about Jordan Stell. Um, <laughs> that would be so funny if that was somebody that was uh, watching right now. Uh, but anyway, shit, where was my head at? Um, yeah, going going back to to the fact that his contract is expiring, I feel like there's a better way for this conversation to go down. Like um, may, maybe not so costly is what I mean when I say a better way for the conversation to go down. So um, I think Pierre Luc Dubois is something we should figure into our conversations as we get closer to the draft as we move into. Um, shoot, as we move into free agency, I mean, maybe Winnipeg's even looking at Pierre-Luc Dubois and they don't see a future for him and maybe they want to try something else. Um, could be too. Maybe they love Pierre-Luc Dubois and they want to move. They'll, they'll eat some of a Shifley contract. And then we can kind of talk about that conversation about, uh, I, it's not, it's not an ideal situation. I'm just throwing out there. I'm looking, I'm looking right now at the Winnipeg Jets situation uh, they have one of the higher cap hits in the league. And of course, uh, it's not like they're going after a Stanley cup anytime soon. So, um, yeah, I mean, looking at the 2023 draft, I mean, they're without a second round pick, so we could fill that void, um, which I would love, you know, just to get those rights. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm just going to say a first round pick for Pierre-Luc Dubois, who right now needs a new contract. I, I would, I would throw up pretty hard. I would be super sad. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what we did. Um, and Jared does throw out there his point on PLD comes down to who the head coach is, um, which uh, I don't know how deep we want to get into that conversation, but uh, got a pretty juicy well, I think one. We we should try to, you know, at least make a, you know, take a few moments to uh, bring up a guy who was recently terminated, uh, recently became available. Matt Trotz, Red Wings, Barry. 
I tweeted out that former that is Stanley a, Cup champion. Yeah, Barry Trotz is a guy where you kind of look at whatever your plans were for the summer, uh, because that this I felt came out of nowhere uh, for the Islanders to make this decision. And um, I don't know. I, I think it's something where you kind of reassess what you were doing. Now, uh, immediately, you have to ask yourself, are you ready for maybe an improved version <laughs> of what Blaschel was delivering? Um, we talked about two years ago when the Red Wings uh, were very clearly doing their let's limit chances on both sides. We used to compare that uh, to the choices of Barry Trotz and talk about, you know, a lot of dump and chase. Uh, but this, this is a game where you are assuming control uh, by just keeping the puck kind of as, as close to the middle of the ice as you can uh, so that nobody's getting too many high danger chances. And of course, if you get too many high danger chances, you're giving up odd man rushes. So, uh, or that potential for an odd man rush. So both of those are limited from either side of the ice and you get to keep your man in front of you. And Mike, one would argue boring hockey. Are you ready for some boring hockey to bring over Barry Trotz? Matt, let me answer by saying that I'm rewatching Breaking Bad for the fourth time and oh, man. Uh, man, in its entirety. And uh, yeah, it's a really Barry Trotz TV shows. No, uh, what I was going to say <laughs> is that uh, there's a, a part where uh, Walter White first meets Gus Fring and Gus is like, no, I'm not working with you because your partner's a drug addict. And then Walt says, no, I need him. You got to bring him. So Gus says, why? And it just made me think of Steve's philosophy with what it looks like he's going to be doing with this coaching hire. Um, and Walter breaks it down and says, he does what I tell him. And I trust him. And I don't think that Trotz fits either of those because we've heard, you know, from Iserman's mouth, I want somebody I know and somebody I trust. And I feel like if you're going to be part of the Iser plan, I don't think that he's trying to get – I don't want to say that he's trying to hire a yes man, but I feel like he's kind of already got uh, like a plan and a philosophy in place, and he wants a coach to like re-emphasize those points. And I, I don't think that, that Trotz kind of coming in with his own agenda, um, you know, as a guy who's, you know, already a champion and he's got a, you know, he's long in the tooth. I don't think that he is what Steve is looking for. I think that Steve's going to try and – mold a young mind. I think Steve is the Walter White, and I think he'd prefer a Jesse rather than, you know, a Trotz. A Jesse well, Pinkman. I gotta throw out there, I'm, I'm catching up on the comments, and apparently I screwed over Tristan here, because that was, PLD was his <laughs> PLD was his oh, no. idea. And Jared just threw out, he just threw out a question, is all I caught there. So Tristan, uh, you get all the credit. Uh, Jared, damn it, Jared. Taking all, taking all of Tristan's credit away. Um, <laughs> I, I just love this conversation that's going down. Uh, Jared throwing out there, no more shirts for Tristan. And then Tristan's, who's your, who's the favorite now, uh, Jared? <laughs> Depends on how many shirts he sends you. It was me, damn it. All right, sorry, Tristan. You, you get all the credit. I take. Jared gets nothing. Jared, you lose. Good day, sir. No, all right. Um, 
Bill G throw it out there. I bet on Heisman's uh, number eight draft. Uh, the foundation isn't big enough to take on a major free agent. Uh, or we'll just say major free agent trade targets, uh, except that defense. Bill coming in hot. Um, but I think that that's uh, that's a call for uh, us hanging on to number eight. Um, <laughs> I have a good idea, and it gets tra- taken away. Jared calls that primo journalism. Um, I, I gotta say, I'm I'm right there, and that's uh, I'm Helene St. James in it right now. Um, <laughs> Matthew, now, how could you? GLJ thrown out there offer sheet PLD. Um, I mean, uh, we got the cap space for it, but uh, I don't think Steve wants to give up the draft capital for that. Yeah, do you remember when we were trying to decide if Elias Pettersson was worth it? Like, we were kind of looking at Pettersson, and he did finish out with a pretty good season, but we were looking at Pettersson as, like, a long-term difference maker. And Pierre-Luc Dubois, 60 points in 80 games is very good. I'm not taking anything away from that. But you don't look at 60 points in 80 games, look at what Pierre's done so far, and say that is your one of your pillars that's one of your core pillars on your team i think he, i think he becomes a great piece for a team that needs their second line center i think uh i think there's a lot to be said for that but i also think immediately he becomes a guy that whenever there's trade talk and if this team starts to struggle um he he'd be on that list of guys that you'd be okay moving and i'm talking about like right now when you look at the red wings team um, not comparing their skill level, but I mean like a Robbie Fabry. Like, of course we appreciate the goals that he brings, but at no point are you going to look at a Robbie Fabry trade and go, hell no, he, that guy is a Red Wing for life. He sticks here forever. So I'm just <laughs> kind of trying to just paint this uh, picture for like, um, I guess the difference between who my core is and who's a great piece to maybe a potentially uh, – championship winning team well speaking of a great piece matt um if you bring up uh elias Pettersson, um who had a pretty solid season um he would have been what second on the red wings in points or you could have edvinson and uh let's say brad lambert what would you rather have i was i, was, I got distracted by a question in the comments edvinson and lambert or uh elias Pettersson. Hmm. Can we just say, I think right now with where we're at and we saw how far away we are, like now it makes sense why we didn't do it. <laughs> so I think I, I just want my, I want my first pick. I want my first row pick. I would probably take Betterson. Yeah. I think it just makes a lot. It makes everything a lot easier if you have a couple guys at center. Then you can just kind of fill out the rest of the wings, and then all you had to do this off season was focus on defense. Where this off season we're focusing on the whole side of half of our defense. Um, we still need a top six center, um, and we probably want to upgrade a wing or two. But I think with Pedersen, it would have made a lot of those problems easier to solve. Well, we do have, uh, to your point, Mike, Doc O thrown out there, Lambert at eighth. Um, so we've got, Mike, I, I, sounds like you're on the Lambert train. Tristan's on the Lambert train. Um, 
Who else we got? Oh, Doc is uh, putting in a call for Tristan to be our next head coach. Not Pierre McGuire, I hope. <laughs> I, I, Doc. Oh, is that what? Is that where we're going? Are we going Pierre McGuire? Is that because we've been talking about Pierre Luc Dubois too much, and now it's stuck in your, it's stuck, <laughs> it's stuck in the old craw. Um, I don't know. Uh, GLJ, that draft capital for sure would be a big uh, hurdle. Oh, Chewy's aboard. Chewy, what's going on? Chewy and I were chatting on uh, on Instagram. Um, we're trying to figure out which uh, Chinese buffet in the <laughs> in the Howell area we're going to hit up. Uh, that was fun. Thanks for hitting hitting us up there, Chewy. That was a fun conversation. Um, Jared thrown out there. Matt hates Fabry confirmed. I absolutely I, I support that message. I'm just kidding. I don't hate Fabry, but clearly, I mean, that's not a guy anybody's like going to be <laughs> holding on tight to. Uh, Mike, I think you know. Oh that. Lord! Oh, look at our mom. Our mom's in the chat, everybody. <laughs> uh, GLJ thrown out there. Barry Melrose, our next coach. Uh, oh, GLJ, you just got a lifetime ban. You're out. No, he threw it a lull. Okay, good. Chewy thrown in there, and this is obviously the most level-headed comment we've gotten so far today. Uh, I'm on the train of whoever Eiserman thinks. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup for eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, I did see, like, immediately... Mike, we had the Daniela Bruce's of the world putting out there. I'm just glad that Steve's in charge. We had the Prashant Dyers of the world saying, guys, we're going to get a really good pick at number eight. Is there anything I want to hear less right now than like, it's okay, guys. You didn't win the draft lottery. It's fine. Stop whining. There, This is not the day for that. We have, what, like two months to figure out who we're going to draft. Between now, over two months, and like what? Yeah, that's uh, that's the opposite of a hot take. That's a cold take. Just saying, oh, don't worry, don't worry, Daddy will take care of us. (laughs) Be a grown up and speak up for yourself. Don't just say Daddy's gonna do it. Who's who are we taking at eight? Are we trading the pick? Let's put on some big boy pants. Well, just just the idea too. Like, yeah, I know there's prospects out there at number eight, but. There's always prospects out there. Like, we know. We know there's going to be guys that are exciting and we're going to talk ourselves into. There's one guy, Mike, that we could draft at number eight, and that's the only way it can go down. We all know that's the inevitable track of the NHL fans' mind. 
That's not what I want to hear right now. I want to hear conspiracy theories, man. I want to hear the stupid Montreal baloney with their getting a free first pick because, man, you know what? They just decided to suck. And, and then when we try to do that, we get screwed over. Damn it. All right, I really don't want to have that conversation, but there, there's something about reading that on Twitter immediately from every other Red Wings account where I was just like, yeah, I know. Just let me be angry for a minute. Let me feel my feelings. I just, no, you know what? You know what? The other reason I don't like that answer is I know that we can trust Steve and that he'll find a way to quote, you know, the great Stone Cold Steve Austin. To Thank you, Daco. Turn chicken shit into chicken salad. But I just <laughs> wish he could get a break so we could actually see what it looks like when Steve is assessing like the top centers available instead of at eight when all the centers are gone. Um, you know, including Lambert somehow. And we're having to sift through, you know, the top couple defensemen that are left. So I, if, what, if those are all that's left, um, I, I trust Steve to find the best of those guys. But I wish that we could give him the opportunity to sift through the best, you know, like, centers and find one. So I I don't know. Daco absolutely rigged. It, even if it's not, I, I just, I wish we could see what it looks like. Yeah, and Brad, yeah, I had that thought, too. Need to have the next draft lottery in Detroit since you get the, the home court advantage, it looks like. Um, All right, so we got to talk about this. Tristan, aw, Mikey. Brad saying <laughs> hi to mom. Uh, Jared thrown out there. You raise uh, good boys. Good boys. Um, uh, why only the high for, I believe there's two children on this podcast i was first i was first born your yours is coming man yours is coming <laughs> like i clearly see one two of her children on screen right now um i don't know i i don't know what to do right now i felt like we had a pretty good mother's day i felt like uh we went to the zoo um i don't know I, I did something wrong apparently on Sunday because I, I didn't get the hello. <laughs> oh, we know who the favorite is. Ah, I mean, there we go. <sighs> Sorry, Matt. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I I just am loved a little bit more, it looks like. Um well, let me throw out there, Justin Shields coming in hot. Here we All go. Right, for, real, okay, Justin will be right with you. Jared, Matt's adopted. All right, that was too funny. I, I saw that. <laughs> and you can throw that one in there. <laughs> uh, right, Justin man. Shields throws out there. Heisman takes on Tyler. Oh. I think we missed one. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Vancouver's expected to re-sign Brock Besser, Bo Horvat. Uh, they're looking to shed some cap space. Uh, I can see Eisman taking on Tyler Myers' contract for Vancouver's 2022 first-round pick, which is 15th overall. Is that, just want to confirm that. Yep. Uh, if Eisman takes on Tyler Myers' contract of two years, Detroit could get Brad, which he could fall that far. I think that's that's a legit conversation to have. That um, With how he's looked so far this season... I think it's possible for Brad to fall. Of course, if he falls down to 15 and like, let's say Vancouver or Vegas 
ends up drafting him like 15 or 16. He falls that far and Vancouver still has that pick, all that. I think that would be an amazing pick for those teams. I think Brad's got a lot of good, uh, but I, I can also see him falling that far. But also he throws in there on his list, Connor Geeky, Mike, the best name in the NHL draft this year, Rutger McGroarty. Of course, coming over to U of M. Is that is that a Next human season? or is that the name of a like a billy goat? <laughs> I I mean I did have to go to the doctor to get my Rutger McGroarty looked at. It was oh, removed. Uh, it's benign. Yeah, my McGroarty's okay. benign, but um, I just, that'd be a great like number it, too you know? if he's uh, number nine. I got the benign <laughs> Rutger McGroarty jersey. <laughs> benign, benign and a half. Um, uh, Justin Kent? Shields' uh, idea is not that far fetched because last I checked, uh, Tyler Myers is um, over six foot seven. He's six foot eight, which is what Iserman prefers, um, and it would fit right in with our gigantic lineup here in the next year or two. Is there an element of being maybe a little disappointed though, if that's the direction we go, is still buying up contracts, or are we just at this point we get the immediate benefit? of a draft pick. So it's fine. Like we don't have to play this waiting game. You know what I'm saying? When like you, there's a difference you, between doing when you say, Stahl. when you say disappointment, I, I, I think what you're getting at is you are tired of weaponizing our cap space and you'd prefer to um, kind of use it like a red carpet to bring in hot free agents. Is that what you mean? I'm asking you a question and I'd like to know your opinion on what you just described. Mr. Man. On the on the situation I just described, yeah, no, I, just, I mean you said you you're putting words in my mouth. I didn't say how I feel. About I'm asking it. for I clarification. I yeah, yeah you you are correct, but the way you put it was incorrect. Possibly, right, so possibly what, was incorrect. Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, so what on? is your what is your question, man? I oh, come on. <laughs> Would you be disappointed if we were still using our cap space to bring guys over and pick up draft picks? Obviously, the alternative is it's time to spend some money. I don't think disappointment's the right word. It kind of feels like accepting the inevitable because I I don't think that Iserman really finds, you know, a trocheck worthy of his cap space. So I think he would prefer to get more draft capital and gobble up, you know, non-ideal contracts a la you know Myers here as we're gonna look at in a second. Um so I don't I don't think disappointed is the right word. No, I wouldn't use that word. I think it's I think it's inevitable because I this is not it's not the sexiest UFA class unless you really want to talk yourself into um Philpola. Or Philpola. Jeez oh Pete Matt. Um fucking guy from Nashville. Why can't I why did I call him Philpola? Forsberg. Jeez oh, a creep. Yeah. Um, unless you want to talk yourself into Forsberg, that's that's the only real one I'm excited about. Um, it's a Red Wings podcast. It's fine that you're thinking about Red Wings first. But um, so the reason I asked the question the way I did, and I tried to do my best, Edward Nigma, is um, yeah, you know, I, I, I made it into a riddle. It was only because we've talked about before how we don't want to do this anymore on on past episodes, which is why I asked that question, and I was attempting to lead the witness because. Um, you know, I wanted to catch you. I was going to get you. But 
Um, I, I go back to my previous point. Like you get immediate satisfaction. You get to see this draft pick turn around right and like right in front of your eyes. Um, I think if we were playing that game, like at the beginning of the season and we've got to let things play out, um, and we don't get, we don't get to, to draft a guy who we could start to figure out where they're going to fit, figure out what their timetable is, do the development track and get that moving. I think that conversation is easier to stomach than like at the beginning of the season, we have to eat Tyler Myers contract. And then we're like, all right, let's wait. And we got a first round pick for 2023 coming here. Here it comes. Here comes the old draft train like that. That's just like, that's, that's, you get like a, a little bit of excitement, right? It's just, it's not enough anymore. But again, that quick turnaround, much easier for me to stomach. Does that make sense? That would be my argument for it, it, despite the fact that I've made a pretty hard argument that I don't want to weaponize the cap anymore and I want us to make more positive movements. I, I mean, if I, it's, I, I don't know if I would quantify it by saying, or qualify it by saying, you know, better movements. I mean, then you're, you, then essentially you're looking at the available guys and talking to yourself and like, you know, Goudreau or, or Kadri. Um, uh, I, I I don't know if those are going to gonna be the, they're going to be expensive guys. And I don't know if they're guys that are going to turn the team around. Um, and from the very few glimpses of what we've gotten from Iserman's plan, it sounds like he's definitely going to punt. He's going to play the long game. He's going to play <sighs> pragmatic uh, molasses moves instead of, you know, something with sizzle. So would I be disappointed? No, I just I think when you talk about are you going to are you going to actually be a part of free agency and for me that means like you know old school Red Wings hang it or you know Yankee style free agency where you just who's the best guy? He's going to be on our team. Um cuz I think when you think about free agency and the Red Wings, you know, getting win now players and we have all this space. I think I think that's what you have in your mind, but I don't have any indication that that's what Iserman wants to do. So I, I feel like his plan is to get more draft picks, keep weaponizing, and keep slowly chugging this thing along and waiting for his draft picks to um, go from prospects to NHL players. So I'm, um, I, I kind of feel like how I felt tonight with the ping pong balls because I, I didn't really expect us to move up to one or two. Um, and I feel like I'm in the off season, you know, this is, it's supposed to be a really exciting time because there's so many possibilities and opportunities, but I don't feel like we have any precedent for Iserman going bananas in free agency. So I, I'm not going mean, to use that's... that word disappointed. I think it's just going to be, you know, like a lot of the talking heads on Twitter today, you know, we're still going to get a good prospect at eight. And, you know, whatever Eisenman's plan is, if it's to weaponize a cap, get a couple more draft picks and pick up somebody who's, you know, a little long in the tooth with, you know, an expensive deal. And that leads to us getting more, um, you know, chances to hit, you know, on a guy at, you know, maybe in this case, what was it, 15th in this year's draft? I just seems like a much more likely outcome for us. Now, uh, got a ton of comments, so we got to jump in here. Tristan letting us know. Now, I haven't done a ton of research on Connor Geeky, but Tristan, early opinion, 
Mike? Geeky? Stinks. Throw in the shade, Tristan. Woo. Now, we did highlight uh, Jonathan Lekaramaki. Uh, shoot, that was like a month ago. We were taking a look at some sweet snipes. Some sweet oh, the, sellies. The um, SHL dude? Yes. Um, yeah. I, I think that's one that we'd be excited about. Uh, or we, we, I could talk myself into being excited about it. But I, I do... I do want to lean at least towards a guy that's playing some center right now, even though when you look at the Lamberts and the Nazars, there's a lot of conversation about, will they still be a center once they are in the NHL? So um, if you could come to that conclusion and tell yourself that uh, <laughs> you're not getting like a center uh, once these guys are ready to play in the NHL, then yeah, that's where, I think from what I've seen so far, I would go Nazar and Le uh, Lekaramaki. Sorry, Tristan. Uh, before Lambert, if we can, if if it looks like they're all, and Lekaramaki definitely isn't projected to be a center, but if Nazar and Lambert are also projected to be wingers, and that's what you're judging at, you know, like from that position of the of, of the draft board, I, I kind of, <clears throat> I do really like Nazar. He just had a really good stretch of games playing for the U.S. national team. We'll talk about it. We'll get into it. But I, I do, Brad, I, I like the call out. Um, that's one we don't want to forget. And, of course, at our eighth spot, if nothing changes, uh, that's definitely someone we're going to be talking a lot about in the next two and a half months. Uh, Jared pointing out Myers is 32, 18 points, and plus 15 at right D. But we need a lefty. Now, Jared... My only thing is we, we did kind of go pretty hard into the fact that I I can't get super confident about any position right now that we're we're set at. Like we we know more insider, of course. First pair, right side D. First ballot Hall of Famer. Right. First ballot Hall of Famer. Um But I mean our left side is Wallman, uh Mark Stahl, I guess, if we re-sign him, no, and then uh, nothing. The, the bigger hole is lefty. I would just say I, I wouldn't. Oh, you mean on right D, too. Uh, you want me to go through that? Who's who? Um, Hronik. Mo. I'm not at the point of saying no to anybody because of their position. Man, am I talking out of both sides of my mouth right now? No, Matt. Matt, no, let's address. let's commit to this. This we could use a right side defenseman. Uh, I mean, we need yeah, left we more, but we definitely could use upgrades wherever and, you can get them. And Jared too. You know what? We also could be sliding into the right side being the side of need because we're also talking about Edmondson coming over. We're talking about Albert Johansson coming over. Probably not Wallander this next year, but Wallander the next year. There's three left side defensemen right there. So in a year or so, we might not even have enough room for, for Wallander to fit in there if uh, we're picking guys up on the left side of the D. So uh, it's, it's possible. It's possible that's our next trouble area is the right side D. So I'm just saying we have enough holes. I'll, I'll take any. There's a lot of holes in this ship. Okay. So Eric Johnson thrown out there. Geeky, not good on his skates. Mike? Priority Perfect. number one, if you're a hockey player. Probably Put him out there with Rasmussen. Yeah, that's yeah, what Tristan <laughs> Hey, Tristan, my man. Um, why is Tyler, uh, GLJ, why is Tyler Myers' name visible in relation to the Red Wings? I think we're just talking about some names that, um, <laughs> it's so funny to play this game of, like, weaponizing the cap, because you've got to go in this area of, like, all right, 
who's not playing up to their contract, but I can stomach, but also this team is cat strapped. It's just, there's so many different variables, but that's GLJ. That's where Tyler Myers comes into play. It was because uh, we see Vancouver at the top of the list for cap friendly of teams who are going to need some cap space. They have some big contracts coming up um, as they seem to have every year. And uh, they still stink, so a lot of problems in Vancouver, but we're trying to take advantage of that. Will Vancouver, who is struggling to make it to the playoffs, give up a first-round pick just to move Mr. Myers? Um, oh, man, we have so many comments. This whole thing just updated on me, and now I'm lost. Um, all right, Tristan, he's ready for Philpla to come back. You know what I think it was, guys, with the Philpla? <laughs> I was playing with my own hair, and uh, Forsberg's name is kind of Philpla. So, anyway. I mean, he was only on our team, what, two years ago? We were two it wasn't that long ago. The yeah. Return. yeah. Uh, we could go for another Philpla return. It'll be his third time coming back to the. What is he like, Ric Flair? He just comes back every five years and <clears throat> comes back to right. WWE. All right. Um, all right, where are we headed here? Well, you said uh, we had a flood of comments come in. What do you got? I know there's just so many, it's hard to pick which one to go to next. I like the short comments, but um, <laughs> everybody's giving me really long comments, and so like what I have to do is talk to you and, and read them, and then also decide if I want to bring them up. Like, can I speak to the capacity? And I'm doing it right now. I'm I'm just what do you call it when you're just rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Kenneth Butler throws out there, really? We have 49 million bucks. Let's go get some free agents. Let's get it. Um, I like that attitude, Kenneth. I, I mean, I get it from both sides, right? Like, and God, we've talked about it for like the last six months because at first we were we were ready to go to the playoffs next year. And now I'm now I'm worried. Um how hard we're going to be leaning into the Bedard conversation for the 2023 draft. But um, yeah, just like we talked about Trocek, right. And uh, he's having a, he's having a pretty good first round of the playoffs against uh, Boston. Uh, most notably, I love that shot off of Olmark. Olmark's had, uh, I think that was the first game actually the playoffs, but um having a good run at it, but it's just kind of one of those things that you're going to have to pay the guy because it is the unrestricted free agent market. And so you, you are paying a little bit extra so that you can outbid other teams. And of course that's, that's mainly just for the guys who are worthwhile. And um, that's just, that's, that's what happens. I, I feel like you're adding like a million or, or so, and probably an extra year to a contract, if not two. Uh, to make sure you land the guy that you want so that your team is at this position right now to be as successful as possible. But with all these contracts coming up of Larkin, Bertuzzi, I don't know if we still want Bertuzzi, but eventually the Cider contracts are coming, the Lucas Raymond contracts are coming, and after that, you know, if Edmondson's playing next year, that means Edmondson's the year after that. Uh, it's just... And, and we're learning so many things. I, I learned that the, the Bergen contract lost uh, an ELC year. Like, it's it's down to two years. It's it, There wasn't a call-up. We just lost a year of his ELC. It's gone because uh, awesome. of his age. So if if Bergen is notable, then we're going to have that contract to take care of. And is Trocek, with the way that he's trending, is that a contract that you want to be getting in the way if we aren't on track to make it to the playoffs in the next like three years. 
If you think we are, that's where the conversation goes. I, and 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 the other part of it too. Do do you think being on track for the playoffs is enough? Do you want to be more in that conversation of being a Stanley Cup contender before you start making those big splashes? Um, or in the vein of like, all right, I had a couple of guys. Now I'm in the Stanley Cup conversation. Not not necessarily that you are a Cup contender. Then you sign Trocheck. Uh, you know, it falls in line in that direction. But anyway, it, it, there's so many variables to to pick apart. I'm I was leaning hard into make a big splash in free agency a few months ago, and I have certainly pulled back on that. Well, I mean, the theory is always fun, but I mean, you got to see what the players are that are going to be available. And then I, I know that Iserman, he's not even looking at this year's crop of free agents. He's looking at 2023, 2024, when he's got to, you know, have a big deal for Larkin. Like you said, maybe Bertuzzi or finding some way to trade that guy. Um, you know, you, you already kind of read off a few of the names there, but whew, the cap sheet's wide open, but you know, you also got to keep your own guys somehow and make them feel like, Hey, if you stick around, we're actually going to win this time. And I mean, how many times can you promise that to Larkin um, and then maybe trade away his best friend in Bertuzzi and then also watch this team uh, be in the toilet again? So, I mean, that could be toilet his entire career. Um, and, hey, why don't you just stick here forever? So, I mean, I, I think you want to start having some incentive for this guy to staying in Detroit besides, gee, Willikers, I'm only a, a stone's throw away from Waterford. You know, I, I think he eventually would like to win some hockey games um, and see what the playoffs are like. Um you know, instead of listening to podcasts all summer and going golfing, you know, I think he, I think he wants to play meaningful hockey games. Um, so it's, it's a lot to juggle. Yeah. Bill G thrown out there. Uh, I like this comment. They've got to eliminate the 40 shots per goal uh, on the goalies need free agent or, or trade for a defenseman. Um, <clears throat> I think too, like uh, I, I like that comment where we've got to do that. I think you do do that, Mike, if you, bring in Barry Trotz as uh, your head coach. I think you can get a lot of different teams uh, figuring out how to stop the 40 shots per night. Um, just to throw out there, thoughts on Pontius Andreessen. Um, we talked about him when we first brought that contract in, or at least uh, how it was being reported over in Sweden. Doesn't hurt that uh, like we had two rookie, rookie of the years, if you remember that, over in the SHL. Uh, pretty sweet deal. You bring over two of the three when you got Andreasen coming over. Um, this is our boy that was, uh, he had some slick moves when we were going through the highlight reels. Um, outside of the highlight reels, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how much more we could take from it, but the fact that he's, he's made such a huge impact that again, getting nominated for, uh, I'm going to call it rookie of the year. I just off the top of my head. Cause I can't really remember uh, what was going on there, but we did see a guy that was making, like I said, those slick moves he was doing uh, those Michigan goals. I mean, this, this is something that was exciting to watch uh, in a highlight reel and there's accolades to show for it already. So if you're going to steal one, if you're going to bring a contract over that maybe the rest of the NHL was kind of eyeballing and hoping they were going to take it. I think it's good that the Red Wings were able to get that win. Um, I don't think there's anything bad about this. We are looking at a guy five foot ten, so that's not the most exciting number in the world, but I don't hate it. Um, he's still young at 23, 183 pounds. It works for me. 
I want to see what happens next. And I think we've got to see what that transition to North America looks like. And I'm saying a lot of obvious things here, but I, th I think that's the right way to go about it. Like if we, if we talked about this guy and said, you know, boom, you know, like that, this, this is a guy that makes it to on, on the NHL roster next year. No problem. I think he'd be crazy. I think he'd be crazy to look at a guy <laughs> with, uh, What's been going on in his career so far? And just stamp him. Good to go, NHL player. Yeah, I, but I think, um, it's, it's, I think it's the exciting. reason I no, I, I'm you know you want to be optimistic. Um, I I'd be I'm more excited about Bergeron than I am uh, uh, Pontus. Um, if only because I mean we've we've kind of been burned by these before, um, like the Vili Lanos, the Damian Brunners, um, where we were really excited about a European, um, you know, free agent. It didn't really pan out. Um, so obviously they're all different players. Um, uh, really excited to see Pontus, but we got, we got to see him. We got to see him in Traverse city, see how that looks. And then, you know, hopefully in Detroit, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm going to curb my enthusiasm for now. That's my stance. Some fun numbers. Um, the 38 points in <clears throat> 52 games in the SHL playing for Lulo, uh, Mike, the playoffs. 13 points in 12 games. Pretty good. Pretty good. Does not hurt. Uh, how about last year? Playing for uh, Hockey Ausvenskin. Uh, I love this name. Bjork Loven was his team. Um, oh. <laughs> and of course, uh, Lulo, as I called out before. Actually, uh, L-U-L-E-A, as we learned from our Swedish friends, pronounced again, Lulo, not uh, Lulia. We fucked up pretty good. All right. Uh, I think we are running out of gas here, Mike. We're at an hour. I was kind of telling you, half hour tops, and then we'd be done. Uh, so we're well over that right now. Uh, let's do this. Um, clearly, right. we missed this past weekend. We still need to do our little Caesars ranking for all of our Detroit Red Wings. I think maybe we can finally say that's going to happen this upcoming weekend, Mike. Everything? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, it's it's Tuesday night. We're recording a day early. Uh, podcast listeners, unfortunately, there may be a ton of news that comes in from the NHL Wednesday, but you're still getting all of this episode on Thursday. So <laughs> be patient. But uh, coming up this weekend, uh, if you guys want to watch on YouTube, we will finally uh, be recording <laughs> our Little Caesars uh, rankings. Little Caesars pizza items, menu items to rank the Detroit Red Wings and how they perform this season. Um, including guys who've been fired. Oh! We'll rank those guys, too. All right. Uh, Mike, Tampa, up two to nothing on Toronto. Hilarious. Um, oh, no. I mean, that's another thing, too. Like, we, we could make all these predictions. This is why we need the playoffs to end. Uh, Toronto is blowing. I don't care what they say. Toronto is blowing this team up to some extent, if they can't get out of this first round again. Uh, Carolina up two to nothing on Boston. Love to see it. Oh, man. Florida, how about yesterday? Thank God. Yeah, I was That's really nervous. Team. I was really nervous about that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, thank God, they finally... <laughs> they, uh, they Was it two to two now, right? It's not a complete... Right, yeah. I mean, they would have yeah. been down three to one. Uh, yeah. That would have really hurt to <laughs> watch the rest of that series uh Verhage coming through uh an overtime and of course scoring with just a couple minutes to go sam reinhardt put one in 
uh, to tie it up. And this this is after like this huge hit that resulted in the or helped result in like the two to one uh, lead for for Washington. It was just an ugly hit. Was not a fan of it. Um, but yeah, I, I think as long as Florida comes back and gets that win, everything's okay. We're all hunky dory. And uh, that that's my series right now. I feel like. I mean, like Pittsburgh's taken down the Rangers seven to two. Of course, Colorado's done. Um, Calgary and Dallas going back and forth with trying to see who can score the least amount of goals. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I just didn't think Shesterkin uh, would just completely crap the bed. Um, Somebody and- pointed out that this is all of these games are happening after uh, Igor waved goodbye to the Pittsburgh Penguins after he shut them out uh, within the last month. Uh, that point mm. made me go, oh, shit. Mm. Might be true. Yeah, the, the beautiful disaster for me is still uh, Toronto blowing it. That's that's the one I'm glued to. That's what I'm going to be staying up to watch tonight. Jared, last, last comment on here. Uh, if not torts, go back to the Grodenborg conversation. God, I, I, I still hope so. I, I love that passion. Um, but we will, st- we'll, uh, isn't this boring? We'll see. <laughs> it's going to be an SHL, dude. I'm telling you. That's what's going to happen. It's not going to be the Trotsy. Yeah. All right. Guys, we're going to sail off in the sunset. Hit that like button. Subscribe if you are new to the show. And uh, if you want to support us, be If you have kids, make sure you say hi to both of them. <laughs> uh, go to bodpodcast.com. Hit the shop button if you guys want to pick up some Red Wings Rant swag. And um, oh, and it's Spotify. You can uh, rate us. And of course, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Does us the most good for people to find us uh, podcast wise. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Jared, Chewy. Bill, Justin, uh, Tristan, I think he's gone. GLJ, Brad, uh, Kenneth Russell, I saw your comments. I We kind of pointed everything out, but I appreciate you coming along. Uh, Butler, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Eric Johnson, who am I missing? Who, who is Doc O? Liked your comments. He's with us on everything being rigged. All right, see you guys later. Bye.